Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. Oh, how time is flying. Oh my God. I am so excited because we are about to head off to South Africa. I'm so freaking excited. One of my besties for the resties is getting married. I 100% have always wanted to go to Africa, but it's probably something that I wanted to do like, you know, in a couple of years, not so in this immediate future. So I'm so excited that this opportunity has jumped up into our lives. We have booked a safari. So we're going on a safari for two nights. And I am going great white shark diving. Oh my God. I am actually so nervous, but so freaking excited about it. Oh my God. Apparently I've been told they're like the size of minibuses. So it's just going to be so wild seeing them under the water and in real life. So that's my little life update. I am super excited to sit down and record this episode because, ah, This lady is so close to my heart. We have been working together for well over a year now and the transformation that she has has been absolutely inspiring in terms of physical and mental. Today we're talking about all the struggles that Kim has gone through and how she was able to build resilience and her mindset in overcoming all her blocks that she faced. We get to normalize the struggles of these health and fitness journeys and how emotional they can be, but how pushing through fear and really overcoming that is really the key to getting a lasting result and also a fulfilling life. So whether you're walking, whether you're doing some chores around the house, get ready because this episode is going to be a good one. Thank you so much, Kim, for being here. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Thanks so much for having me, Laura. I'm very, very excited to be on the podcast. Um, I have, I guess, been with you for the past two years. So um, very, very crazy to think back and go, gosh, it's been that long already. Um, (laughs) My background is in psychology, so I um, have just finished my grueling to internship (laughs) so just registered which is so exciting um but yeah my background's in psych um I've literally just been working and studying for the past gosh yeah since I met you actually I've started my internship which is crazy yeah I'm finished (laughs) and gosh I, I haven't really had much time other than doing that I've tried to and I guess that's where you come in look after myself in the process so I haven't really had much time to do anything other than that so it sounds a bit boring but um, I'm hoping now I'll have a little bit more time to have a life outside of study. Yes I'm so excited for you because what you've been through especially in the last six months has been so hectic. Going through that type of study and trying to keep your head above water is truly inspiring because I don't think I could do it. I remember my last year at uni and I was like it is so hard so put like working on top of that it's like kudos to you man to being able to get through it and pass everything I'm sure with flying colors as well so absolutely celebrating you every single day um 
Uh, yeah, it's so wild that it's been two years. It's It's been such a journey, but I'm so grateful for you every single day because like the effort that you put in and, you know, your consistency and your dedication is really, really inspiring. So let's go back to kind of where it all began. And before we met each other, what were really your two biggest struggles before we started working together? Um, I Like I said to you, I think I had to really look back on what I like felt two years ago because I feel like there's been such a transformative change since I started working with you. So mm. from what I could remember and recollect, I feel like I was really struggling with trying to look after myself. Mm. Um, I think because when you get into that headspace of putting things um, in front of yourself, you know, you get lost in getting stressed and run down by everything. And I think that's where I got to a place before I reached out to you is where I was in a bit of a rut and I was just thinking to myself, I shouldn't feel this way. I feel really horrible. I have no energy. I'm really tired. Mm. I don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I've gotten to some really bad habits. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what led me to reach out to you because I just thought I've got to look after myself. I have no idea what I'm doing with my food. I don't know what to do training-wise and exercise. Uh, I, I just got to a point where I was like, well, enough's enough. I've got to figure something out. I've got to change this. <laughs> I remember that actually sparks a memory of, weren't you, didn't you like used to drink like three coffees a day? I think that was one of our things that we had to like implement at the beginning. And it was like when we started increasing your food and increasing your carbohydrates, then you didn't have to have all those coffees. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Me too. I was the same. I was thinking like, like, what was I like pre-Laura? Like, I just, I don't understand. I don't know what I was doing before. And I do, I remember that conversation and I was like, Laura, I'm just so tired. Like mm. I'd get to past lunchtime and I'd be absolutely cooked. Like I wouldn't be able to do the rest of my day. I'd be having a coffee in the afternoon. And you're like, you shouldn't be having three coffees a day. Like that's not right. And I was like, oh, well, I thought everyone, you know, I just thought I had a coffee addiction, you know, it was great. And you're like, no, like you should not be feeling knackered just after lunch. Like you should be able to keep going. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of where I think it started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I absolutely remember that. Like it was yesterday now that we're talking about it. How did those struggles impact like the rest of your life? Um, I think I think just like at a basic level, if you don't look after yourself, it affects everything. So I found it. it showed up in my work like I – felt really stressed I didn't have the energies then I relied on other things like you said coffee um like calorie dense junk food snack foods like just really quick energy to Mm -hmm. to keep me going and keep me kind of tracking along I I didn't feel comfortable in myself I didn't feel like I had great self-esteem because I wasn't showing up and giving myself kind of the love and the care that I needed to and I think it showed up in sort of my friendships and my relationships as well Mm -hmm. because I thought if I'm not looking after myself, I'm not happy with how I feel. That kind of directly translated to how I showed up with friends. Like I, I would feel a bit uncomfortable with what I wear, or I. It sounds stupid, but I'd feel anxious, or I'd mm. feel like I didn't want to go out and see them because I'm like mm. I don't feel comfortable with how I look. I don't want them to see me mm. at this size, or mm. go out and have a meal and you know be worried about what I'm eating. So mm. it definitely like reflected in like kind of all aspects, and I think it just bled into everything um which is kind of hard when you're trying to think where do I even start when you get to that point where you're like it's affecting mm-hmm. everything 
where do I go from here? Yeah, I'm so glad that you were able to bring that up like such early in the podcast because it's like it's such a common occurrence of I was reading some statistics about like 75% of women are affected by their body image and are like not going out in public for these places because of, of that reason. So, oh, it's such a heartbreaking topic, but it's so real, right? Like I've been there as well and it's such a struggle. Um, it's so crazy though, how we allow ourselves to get to rock bottom in order to make change. And I absolutely hit rock bottom as well. Like I remember crying for eating an apple, but, <laughs> and like, cause that's how controlling this stuff can be. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of content and advice and experts in the industry, so it's hard to know who to trust. Right. And we have definitely tried our fair share of them. Can you give us some examples of things that you have tried in the past? Um, I think from memory, I've done like the F35 training, I've done training, um, I did weight training, but it wasn't as what yours was, it was not in sort of as in depth and I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried doing PTs before at a gym and that didn't really work either. I tried um, juice cleansing. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> Um, doing like Weight Watchers meals, um, you kind of just bounce off and just keep jumping from one thing to the next and thinking, okay, well, yeah, like this is what's going to – and you do, you think about what's the quickest way, can I lose weight? What's yeah. the easiest way that I can get to a smaller size? Yeah. Or you're being pushed by an event that you've got coming up or, yeah. you know, the fact that you have put on a little bit of weight post-Christmas or something else that's come up and you think, oh, well, I've got to shift this. And instead of looking at it in a sustainable long-term like lifestyle change, you're thinking of, no, what's like the quickest fix that I can do? And we're sold that and unfortunately we feed into that, Mm -hmm. pardon the pun, (laughs) but we do. Um, So I kind of just bounce between everything and, of course, like you don't see any benefit and if you did, um, it would only be for a short term and then you'd be right back up to where you were weighing before because it's just not sustainable or you haven't got the foundations and anything else right. So (laughs) That's right. It's like just copy and paste this thing into your life and then expect a certain result and then as soon as you stop, you're like, well, you haven't really changed anything. All you've done is just like follow this meal plan. You haven't actually like learned anything or anything like that. And it's so crazy this time of year, right? All the conditioning in terms of like what we see on TV. Like I saw like this new drug that people are getting if they have obesity and it's like – um, just take the drug and you'll lose weight. Like it's so sad that that is what we're literally being shown to us every single day. It's not like, okay, this is how you balance your plate and this is how you feel your body correctly. It's, okay, what's that quick fix? So, of course, it's like what we're like going to, right? In terms of like choosing me as the coach, how are you able to like build trust in the method and how are you able to overcome all the bullshit and trust that my approach and method was actually different and then it was going to work for you? I think re- like reflecting back and again, like I have to wrap my brain. Like, I, mm. <laughs> um, I think I had to get you to know you first. Yeah. So I remember following you on um, the socials for a while, <laughs> not like in a stalker way, but just like <laughs> when you follow someone, you're like, oh, wow, they've got really great content. Um, I liked your recipes. Um, I liked the background that you had and you have that expertise in the exercise and physio area. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like a, a PT that's done a PT course mm-hmm. and that don't really have much, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but from what I've had and experience-wise, it's like there's not much more substance than that. Yeah. Um, 
So I felt like I had to warm up to you and be like, yeah, this is someone that I can really relate to. They're someone that is human, they're normal, uh, relatable, because I feel like sometimes when you um, go to these programs or you do these things, you're with someone that is almost like a one percenter that you you can't really like resonate with at all. There's kind of no um, ability to to kind of connect with them at all because you think how on earth do you understand how I feel? Yeah. when you're in this particular, you know, bracket where you look this particular way or you do these things that I can't relate to or I, I would never be able to fit that into my lifestyle. So I think that's kind of what off-put me with everyone else and really gravitated me towards you because you got up and you journaled and you did walks and you still loved coffee and you love your cocktails and, you know, <laughs> you lo- love, love your food. And it was kind of just like that to me. I think I, I fell in love with you. Mm. And then that's what gravitated me to your coaching. So I think I kind of had a, a lot more trust in you than me, like kind of overthinking it so much to be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this with her. I don't know if I trust her. I was kind of like, I want to work with you because you seem amazing. Like, why would I not want that in my life and how to, you know, blend that in to what's not working with me? So I kind of, yeah, I kind of thought about it in that way. And I was like, yeah, I think. I got attracted to you as a person and then the coaching and the expertise and the qualifications just like made that tenfold if that sort of makes any sense. Yeah, that is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's so true. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) It's true. That's kind of how I felt. And I think once I started getting into your program, I knew that it was the right decision because of how educated you were. Like you didn't just say, oh, here's a meal plan, cookie cutter that, mm. um, here's your exercise, go do that. You were like, I want you to take videos and show me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. Like that's scary. <laughs> I don't want to take a video of myself in the gym. And you're like, yeah, you're going to have to live yeah, this way. And I remember saying to you like, I don't think I can do this. And you're like, yes, you can. And every single time I was like, I had a little Laura on my shoulder going, if Laura thinks I can do this, then I can freaking do this. So I think once I got into the process of that, I was like, yeah, okay, like this is the right decision. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And I love that. I I remember you coming back to me. You're like, I would have a freak out and then I would remember what you said and then I would be okay. <laughs> it's so good. I love that so much. Yeah. Obviously, like investing in yourself is freaking terrifying. And I know now that you've done more personal development, you're a little bit of a like a junkie like me, like we're so for it. But can you remember like investing in yourself for the first time and what it was like? So how did it feel for you when you were considering making the investment to work with me? And how did you eventually push through to that commitment of the program? Because I know it's terrifying. I myself recently have just signed up with two coaches that I started with this week and I've dropped a lot of money in like the last two weeks and it's freaking terrifying. Like I definitely have a light underneath my ass right now because I'm like, holy shit, I just did that. Um, So I would love to know your experience and how you felt with it and your journey on that. Um, I think like kind of circling back to what we were chatting about before was I think it, as cliche as it sounds, you kind of have to let yourself get to a point where you go enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's like you said, getting um, really fixated on food and going, gosh, like, no, this is my turning point. Um, I think for me, it was like how I physically felt like I wasn't happy with how I felt in my body. I didn't feel like I had any kind of happiness around food. 
Um, I didn't feel confident. Um, and I just like I just didn't have any energy and I felt tired all the time. And I just thought I kind of took a step back and and went, hang on a minute, like this isn't this isn't normal. This isn't what should be my every day. Uh, something needs to change. Um, and I think kind of coming from my background and I guess mindset wise, I always just pushed, push, 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 pushed mm. and didn't prioritize myself first. And I always put study or work or my friendships or something else ahead of myself. So mm. when I got to a point where that caught up with me and it did, that's when I think I kind of went, okay, yeah, I've, I've got to do something. Like I've got to do something for me, which I think is scary because mm. we're not really taught to do that first we're not taught to put ourselves first we're not taught to be a priority in our own life we're taught okay well you know we've got to think about x y and z first so it wasn't until I kind of had that realization I went okay now I've got to start looking after me like not what anyone else is going to be able to do I've got to physically do this so yeah (laughs) yeah it's so crazy like I said but it definitely when we get into those in those mindsets and hitting rock bottom it's just like well yeah like I have to start valuing myself because it's actually selfless to, you know, look after yourself. So then therefore you can show up for other people. But because of our conditioning that we've had in our life, like we put that yeah. pressure on ourselves, right? We're like, oh, no, if we put we, us first and that means that we're self-centered or where it's bad, mm-hmm. right? So absolutely, I totally hear that. And I was like that for such a long period of my life as well. Learning how to love yourself and increasing your own self-worth and setting your own boundaries is like a whole nother conversation that we could definitely have. I can pick your brain in and around that. Um, (laughs) But yeah. So once you did join, obviously, one of the first things I told you was that you had to eat more. You had to eat more carbohydrates. And basically probably like 95% of the girls that work with me do have to increase their food. And that can be so hard when like we've been conditioned to everywhere we see it, eat less, low calories, you know, low carbs. What was that like for you when I told you to increase your food? How did you receive that and how were you able to overcome it? Um, I think from kind of my space, it I didn't find it was like difficult to begin with because I wasn't eating enough. And I think as soon as I started implementing that and you said, look, Kim, like you've got to start having some snacks. You've got to have some more protein in the afternoons because like you can't keep drinking three coffees a day. And I was like, what do you mean? Like it's working so much. No, um, but as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, like why have I not done this sooner? So sort of just like a no-brainer. You were like, you're not eating enough. You're not fueling yourself enough. Um, just that education and awareness, that insight. And when you built that up for me, mm-hmm. um, I didn't find it was difficult at all because I love my food. So mm-hmm. I was like, like, there's no problem. I think if you have a, if there's a body image or there's an eating disorder or anything there, that might be 100% really difficult to jump into that space because that's going against everything that you've conditioned yourself to do but it's not until you do kind of educate yourself and you understand why it's so important and why it works mm-hmm. that for me um if you educate me you show me and you make me understand why then like the rest is like I can do the rest that's fine I'll, I'll jump on board with that so um I really enjoyed it and I couldn't believe how quick I think it was like within the first couple of weeks I said to you like it's three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon and I'm still ready to go. Like I can keep going. I've got home and I've got energy and I was just like, what's going on? And you're like, it's because you're eating properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, yeah. What other benefits did you get from increasing calories and having more energy? What else happened? Um, I think just as I said before, like it had a knock-on effect with work. So I found work was a lot easier to get through the day. I had the energy um, when I started weight training as well. Um, I found it was easier to progress the weight and feel yes. stronger and build that part of it because you really said like you've got to fuel yourself, you've got to fuel your training, and then that's going to help build the muscle. And once again, you brought that to my awareness. I was like, oh, awesome. So then it was almost like exciting, that mindset sort of shift, and I went, I'm excited to be able to eat more and see how much more I can lift because <laughs> I'd never done that before. So it kind of then was sort of a game changer in that space with my training um, because it just made everything easier. Yeah. Let's talk about your training more because I remember when we first started, you like you got on this awesome roll and you were like starting to fuel your body correctly and you were just in the gym and you're killing it. And it was so wonderful to watch it because it brought you so much joy and so much pleasure. How was the training that we did together like different? Because you said you did mention that you had been lifting weights before. What was different about like, you know, following my exercise program that was different to what you had done in the past? Um, I think the main thing for me is I keep saying education because it's what you do. You do. You educate <laughs> and you build um, yeah. awareness and you educate everyone. And I think that has been like gold for me because just as you said before, I've been given a meal plan before, but I didn't realize why that was important and why it was balanced and why I needed to eat this at particular times and, and that sort of thing or structure it. Same mm-hmm. with my training, you know, I'd, I'd be given weights and I'd progressed and that sort of thing. But I had no understanding why I was doing it. I had no understanding of how you could build on that, the cycles of how you train, things to think about when you're training, um, you, you know, your, your period and your menstrual cycle, how that shows up in your training. I didn't know any of that until I started working with you. I remember you being like, oh, have you, are you tracking your cycle? And I was like, no, why? And you're like, because that really impacts your your exercise and I was like what and then I started doing it and then it's literally like clockwork you know it, it I started to notice a difference I couldn't lift as much I was more tired I couldn't recover more I was more sore I couldn't be bothered going and then that's the key that changed the way that I trained and I think the mindset part that I keep chatting about mm-hmm. is that you really broke down how it's a lifestyle change and how to maintain it and how you can, I guess, build the muscle, you know, uh, be able to increase your strength and also keeping in mind all of those other lifestyle factors that we don't think about when we train, which is our cycle or if we're stressed or if our diet's crap or if we're not sleeping well, like any of that sort of stuff. So I think that was completely different as to what I've had before. Mm, if that that makes sense yeah no absolutely and I that's it's something that I want everyone to know it's like my mission in life is for people to understand why they're doing something because if they can understand why then they're going to be able to stick to it better because then like okay I'm doing this because of this it's not just like you know follow this for x y and z so yeah education is key because it's like 
how are you ever going to be able to do something yourself if you don't understand it? And that's another really, really important factor. So I love that um, you're on board with the education and you wanted to like actually understand everything because there's definitely, I don't know, people probably out there just like, oh no, just let me follow this meal plan and then it'll be sweet sort of thing. So that's a testament to you and your ability to be able to, you know, learn and grow and evolve because like look at you now in comparison to where you started so that's it's so good um the gym can be definitely an intimidating place and I know we've had a lot of conversations in and around gym anxiety and just not necessarily anxiety but like just feeling like a little bit of discomfort in the gym how are you able to sit with those feelings and then overcome them as you progressed your time over in in the gym um I think a couple of things. One is, I keep saying, I feel like a broken record, but like education. So you educating me how to do the exercises properly mm-hmm. and focusing on my form and my technique and the movement itself. If you go into the gym with a different, I feel like I just went in with a different mindset of I'm learning, I'm trying to understand how this feels, why does that not feel good, what have I done wrong there, like watch back on my video, what sort of um, feedback have you given me? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it in all of those sorts of mindset instead of am I, you know, looking a particular way, what are they thinking, all that sort of thing. I think once I got confident with the exercises mm-hmm. and the lifts and got really, really like that, like you said, that sense of enjoyment of, oh, my God, I can't believe I can lift that or mm. that felt really good or I've got really great mobility or like range of mo- moment um, movement motion (laughs) trying to say motion um I enjoyed it more so that really kind of helped with my confidence going into the gym and lifting Mm -hmm. so from that aspect of it it changed and I think with the mindset of it as well because I think like you said you said this before we think we're so worried about what other people think of us Mm -hmm. and they actually are not thinking about us anywhere near as much as we think that they are Mm-hmm. and it could look like a, just a glance at someone and think, oh, they're looking at me, and it's like they're not. You're probably like right next to the, you know, the TV or something or they're looking out the window or they're waiting for you to finish so that they can jump on and do, you know, and use the, the squat rack. I know because I, I would do it too. I'd be staring at people like at the squat rack being like, I need to go, like yeah. finish up. <laughs> um, <laughs> get up, yes. Yeah. So I think as soon as you change that shift in going and training and you think, well, I'm here to better myself. I'm here to work on me. You're in that bubble mm. and you pop your headphones in, you're in the zone, you're not thinking about, you're not caring about what anyone else is doing. And mm. as soon as you adopt that I don't give a stuff attitude, then it does definitely change. Mm. I, I love how you yeah I love how you've explained that so so well in terms of like those two different aspects in terms of yeah I think you're completely right and I completely agree like you need to build confidence in the movement and that's a really important factor that's why I get everyone to film themselves to be able to you know get that confidence up because you know if we have more confidence and anything becomes easier right and then in, in terms of the mindset stuff absolutely it's like why do we put like why do we care about what that stranger thinks of us when we're trying to better ourselves like it doesn't really make sense but you broke it down so beautifully and it was really nice to hear how you were able to work through that so mm. I love it moving on to the mindset stuff because I know obviously 
you're a psychologist and you know the importance of being able to manage your mindset. And that's like a big thing within my space in terms of I think we need to master all three elements in order to like be fully successful with any sort of like health and fitness journey because it's you got to have your nutrition on point. You have to have your exercise on point and you absolutely need to be managing your thoughts each and every day. So at every new level, there is a new devil is what I hear all the time. And I definitely know I experience that as well, especially like moving, like starting my own business is like, there's this new mindset block. There's new, this mindset block. I would love for you, if you could explain to us is what are some of the mental blocks that you have right now? And in terms of like nutrition and exercise or even your own mindset um, that are holding you back from becoming that next level version of you. Great question. (laughs) I think it's probably come up more so in the second half of this year. So the first half of the year, it was more about education, understanding and building that confidence up to push through that anxiety mindset in the gym. Mm. And I think now because you've taught me what you have and how much I've grown in the process of your coaching, it's more shifted into a how do we make this a longevity and a long-term sustainable Um, way of like your lifestyle and your self-care and this is what you do and how do you show up and how do you make this manageable for whatever life throws at you and I think because of everything that my life threw at me this year (laughs) I think that has been like, like an absolute pillar in grounding me with remembering why you're training like why are you showing up why are you going and exercising and for me I thought at the start you know I wanted to get stronger and I wanted to you know have that aesthetic you know, um, chasing that sort of idea of what I wanted to look like. And it's more sort of shifted around, this is how I look after myself. This mm-hmm. is how I show myself that I love myself, mm-hmm. that I take care of myself. And it's a part of my self-esteem. It's the way that I show up for myself. This is something outside of, and I remember having this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me cry now. <laughs> it <laughs> makes me think about um, it's something that's completely different to work. It's Mm. outside of my relationship, it's outside of my friends, it's outside of my family. This is something that is purely for me and Mm. that part I think is so important. And I think if you don't have that mindset of like why are you showing up for yourself or how can you show up for yourself, you're not going to keep doing it. It's going to be a yo-yo effect. It's going to be a bounce back. It's going to be something that um, you're going to struggle with. Um, And the biggest mental block, that I found was the pressure I put on myself. And you picked mm. that up with me and you said, Kim, you are such um, a high achiever. You're such a perfectionist, <laughs> um, which I 100% know I would take accountability of that 100%. That was the thing that got in the way of me being able to continue doing what I wanted to do because I remember saying to you, if I can't do my whole workout in the morning before work, I don't want to go because I thought I can't do it. I'm letting you down. I can't finish it. Um, it means that I'm not doing a good enough job. It means that I'm failing. It means that it's not how I wanted it to be, which means, well, why should I bother doing it? Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing I had to really kind of take a step back and go, if I can show up and do some of it, that is enough. Mm. If I can get to the gym, that is enough. Because mm-hmm. when I got to the point where I was so stressed and so overwhelmed and like everything was going on, I felt like I put so much more pressure on myself to train because I thought, well, I need to still keep doing this. Like, why can't I still train 100 miles an hour? Why can't I lift and do the things that I did last year? It's like, well, I couldn't because I wasn't in the right headspace and I wasn't, my environment was completely different to what it was last year. 
and I didn't adapt my mindset to my training to that. And that's why you were like, no, <laughs> you need to take a step back and you need to just pull it back a bit. So that was one of the main things that I found this year and I still have to be mindful of is the standards I put on myself with how I train and how I exercise. Mm. Oh, my God, there are so many things I want to talk about in that. <laughs> <laughs> the first one that I really want to ask you and pick out from that is how are you able to take it away from aesthetics and really focus on something like that really meant a lot for you? Because I know there are so many women struggling with those self-sabotaging cycles and that high standard as well, especially if we do have that focus of aesthetics. It's like, we're not perfect. We're not good enough. And X, Y, and Z, like that's, I see that all the time. It's such a common thing. So how are you able to look into yourself a little bit deeper and to find your why like what how did that look like um I think like breaking it down I remember like I think when we go into training and exercise we all want to make ourselves look a particular way or like you said we're conditioned to go okay well I'm going to the gym so that I can get into this particular size outfit or I can do this particular thing so we kind of already pre-programmed to go this is why I train it's because of an aesthetic thing and it's what I've been sold and what I've been told is going to be the reason why I train and we don't really kind of come at it from a different perspective and think well what happens if I come at it from a different mindset of this is me looking after myself I feel good when I go to the gym. I feel good after I finish a really heavy set or um, I feel really great that I've bumped my weights up this week or I feel really great the fact that I hit my step count today or I've managed to get to the gym three times and move it in around work. And I remember you saying to me, because I keep going to like a rut and I'd go like, Laura, like I just, I'm really struggling. I feel really horrible. And you're like, all of that stuff comes by you being consistent and showing up. So it's almost like it's a you get the aesthetics and you, you get the confidence and you have that self-esteem improve as a result of going, learning, educating, enjoying the gym, taking the pressure off yourself. All of that is a knock-on effect of going into the gym. So I think that was something that I had to really try and reshape because if you go into the gym with the mindset of I have to lose weight, I have to look this particular size, I hate my body, all of that is going to not make it sustainable and you're going to hate yourself and you're going to hate going to the gym. But if you go to the gym and go, I love the fact that I can lift heavier than some of the guys here, I love the fact that I'm smashing it with this particular lift or, you know, I can do this amount of reps so I can't believe how strong I'm getting. And then the knock-on effect is the aesthetics, the confidence and all of that. So I hope that kind of answers that question, kind of talked around <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, I think getting to that mindset first. No, and I think that's, yeah, no, sorry, but that's, it's absolutely so important and it's so nice for you to be able to sit there and say that. And it can be really inspiring for some people because like this is you two years into your journey, right? Like this is taking you time to understand that like, and I say it all the time and I really hope people will start to get it. It's like that consistency piece. Like people want a result in 12 weeks. People want a result in six months, but this is something now that it turns into your identity and it's then something that, you know, you're doing it for the the rest of your life I don't think I've eaten enough <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to say um 
because like I completely get it. It's hard to trust the process when you're, you know, you're not seeing the exact result that you want in say like six months because you haven't got that, like that evidence that, that it is possible because you haven't been consistent for two years to then be able to build that trust in the knowing that that's what's going to happen. So it's really nice for you to sit there and to be the evidence for other people that if you are consistent and if you learn how to ride the lows and if you learn how to overcome the mindset blocks that you have with it, you absolutely will be able to reach your goals. The other thing I wanted to ask you was how did you stop putting so much pressure on yourself? Um, I laugh because I guess from my background, it's something that's like deeply ingrained in us. So we unfortunately have it unconsciously scattered throughout everything that we do. And I didn't actually notice it being picked up in my training until you picked it up for me and you went, hang on a minute, you're doing this. And I was like, oh my God, I am doing this. And I think it's just building that awareness, that emotional awareness and that intelligence to why we do what we do and having someone like yourself, a coach, to keep you accountable for those behaviours to go, look, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're you're sabotaging or how do you think you're getting in the way of yourself? And I think that's what you really broke down for me is you had to go, Kim, you you really had to challenge my belief of like if I don't do an entire workout, then it's not good enough and you have to tell me no you need to get to the gym and you need to just do the best that you can if you don't have the time that's okay but the point is that you're consistently showing up mm-hmm. and that is okay and I think it's a constant thing that people that have perfectionism and those those unrelenting high standards have to keep pulling themselves back on to go hang on a minute this is my reoccurring thing how can I challenge that and kind of relearning rewiring yourself to go if I can only do one set today that's fine if I can only get you know half an hour walking that's fine if I can only do a couple of thousand steps that's okay Mm -hmm. instead of going I've got 10,000 steps I've got to meet every single day if I don't meet them then like that's it like I've failed it's not it's not good enough so I've really had to and it's a constant thing you know you've got to keep keep yourself accountable and keep pulling yourself back on it but it is it does take work but it's not unachievable it's just a matter of relearning your approach to your fitness and your exercise yeah absolutely and some of the times it's like you don't know what you don't know right and that's like like the really important things of having a coach and that's why I have a coach is because like I have these mindset things that I'm playing out in these patterns that I don't even realize that I'm doing and then it's like all of a sudden I'm like avoiding or like catastrophizing all of these things that are like just myself making up some stories that are not necessarily true so I think it's a um I struggle with that as well in terms of the perfectionism stuff. It's like we hold ourselves to such a high standard. And I know, I know within like the community of like the fit and free is that it's a pretty common trait, us driven gals that like, you know, we love to train hard. We love to eat well and we love to be good at things. So I think that advice is really going to help a lot of people in terms of like noticing it, I think, and building awareness. In terms of the reprogramming and the rewiring, like what's the process of how you do that? Do you use a journal? Do you use another method? Um, I think it kind of depends. I think because of my background, I am probably a little bit more overly aware, um, <laughs> sometimes to my benefit, sometimes to my demise. <laughs> um, 
So I think, yeah, like whether it's journaling or having a coach, I think for you it's having someone external that can pull me up and knows me well enough to go and having the trust to say I'm going to be completely raw and honest with you and I have been the amount of times I've messaged you and said, Laura, like this is where I'm at, like I'm really struggling and you're going, you know what, that's okay. Let's re Like I remember you rewriting my program and being like, let's make this more fun for you. I don't yeah. want it to be a chore. Like you've got that Bring much going on. I remember that. Bring back the fun. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, so, yeah, if it's journaling, then saying like what am I finding really hard? Am I putting too much pressure on myself? Um, what does that sort of look like? Um, why do I not think I'm not doing a good enough job? What's a good enough job? What's a perfect, you know, day eating? What's a perfect program? What's a, um, you know, a really, mm. yeah, like what's, it, it's kind of almost trying to rewire yourself to go, um, I need something that's sustainable that's going to work for me. And you've got to be able to be, I guess, less rigid and more flexible mm. and have a flexible approach to your fitness and a flexible mm. approach to your diet and exercise mm. than a, I have these rules, I have these standards, I must and I should. And if I don't, that's it. I can't mm. like that. That's it. It's the world's it's, over. The world's over. <laughs> oh, I laugh because like I know exactly how it feels and like you can picture yourself there when you're in like the yeah. spiral of doom. <laughs> Glad we can laugh about it now. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing that. Because it, it's a thing, right? It's like people always focus so much on nutrition and then, then the exercise and the mindset stuff doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't really get talked all that much about, especially like if it's like a nutrition and exercise coach. But that side of it is so, so important. I would say like you would put 50% of it has to come from the mindset and then I would say 25-25 between nutrition and exercise. So it's yeah. such an important space because it's like, it's the aim of the game is to remain consistent. That's what we have to do over the time. Yeah. And if we're constantly going through these self-sabotaging cycles of feeling that we're not good enough or like say like our back flares or we've got hip pain or we yeah. go on a holiday and all this stuff and then we feel absolutely shit, <laughs> it's, it's going to interrupt that long-term consistency. So if anyone's taking one thing away from this episode is like really, really making sure that you're working in and around your mindset and understanding your patterns and understanding why you're feeling shit about certain things and who knows you might be holding yourself to a really high standard and you're not aware of it <laughs> just to wrap up the episode 2023 what does that look like for you now what's next now that you're all qualified starting a new job what's next on the cards goodness um i think I think for me, it's diving into doing the stuff that I love. So mm -hmm. because I haven't, I feel like I haven't had a life. <laughs> because yeah, well, you kind of have I think just enjoying like getting back into the gym. I've enjoyed getting back and being like, oh, having like I've had a bit of a break, had a bit of an up and down kind of, you know, running through the motions of last year, just being able to enjoy the movements again, feeling good, moving my body. Um, mm -hmm. And getting back into like cooking again, enjoying the foods instead of it being like, I need a meal prep. I just need to not think about this. How can I make this as easy as possible? And getting back into what I used to love, which was like the baking and cooking and, you know, going for my long walks and stuff like that. Yeah. So all of that sort of space getting stronger this year, I think yes. because I have 
taken a massive load off my shoulders of the internship so I don't have that stress to kind of come sabotage my progress so I can do that but yeah and then just I don't know more self-development stuff more yes. training and you know upskilling all of that you know yeah, yeah. so with you on that oh I love mm. all of that so so much yeah I do just want to jump back to something you said just then in terms of like keeping your head above water. So anyone that's listening right now, like what Kim went through last year was hectic. Like the amount of study she was doing on top of her full-time job and getting her hours and filling up her logbook. It was absolutely insane the amount of time she didn't have. She was very time poor. So for all those time poor girlies out there, what's some advice for them to be able to keep up with some sort of consistency through the times of absolutely having no time? Mm. Um, I think being realistic, uh, you really had to be realistic with me like Kim. <laughs> the amount of times you've said to me, this is not your time. This not is your not season. Your <laughs> this is not your season. And I really had to like come back to that and keep coming back to that because every single time I got down on myself because I couldn't go to the gym or I got sick or I was really knackered or I was stressed. Um, I didn't do a great workout. I didn't feel good. Um, I didn't hit my steps or, you know, I hadn't hit my protein or anything like that. You just said, look, it's not your season. It's okay. It's not a, I think what people get caught up in is that this is a forever thing. If I can't get it sorted now or I'm in a rut, it's going to be like this forever. It's not going to be like this forever. It's a phase. It's a season. It's a period of time where you have to take the pressure off yourself, be realistic in what you can get done and how you can get that done and know that when you do have the time you can 100% go for it but (laughs) if you can't do that right now that is okay yes and I love how you're sitting there as like living proof of that exact everything you just said in terms of going through the season of hell and now that you've had three weeks off going through the season of like oh I feel like myself again so that's absolutely it in terms of like we think it's like what we're happening to right now in the moment it's like that's it <laughs> definitely <Forever. going>. exactly. <laughs> uh, and I love to finish up the episode 2023 I love I feel like this is going to be a vibe in terms of like it's the year to get strong Mm. I, I really feel like that's definitely one of my words of the year. So I'm so with you on that. In terms of getting strong, what does that look like for you specifically in the gym? Ooh, in the gym, I think it would be starting to lift heavier again. So getting mm. my confidence back with getting that consistency, um, starting to increase the weights, jumping back into eating more food and really yes. fueling my training. And like lifting scary weights, like getting yes. strong and not being afraid of it. That for me, I think is what's going to shape my 2023. And I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. Like I can't believe how much confidence I had when I could lift what I could lift and do what I could do. Like I remember, um, I, I remember telling you this story. Um, well, I was in the lunchroom and I don't really talk about my weight training because I feel like, you know, people say, oh, you've got a coach, like, oh like what like what you must be like and I'm like I just it's something like that's special to me and I don't want anyone to I know why I want to coach and train so I don't I just don't want to hear about anyone you know taking the mickey out of me but yeah they were mentioning weight training and I was like oh yeah like um I can bench press 50 kilos and they looked at me and they were like sorry what What? (laughs) I remember telling you was and I was like oh my god they thought I was really strong and you're like because you are really strong (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially for your size and like your height and weight, like 50 kilo bench press is like above average. So, And that's it. It's just, it's just remembering. It's hard for us people that, you know, put ourselves on such a high standard. So it's it's really good mm-hmm. to have someone to actually be like, hang on a minute, you're actually freaking amazing. You need to see yourself. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with me. I know there's so much value in this episode. So thank you for taking the time and having the chat. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a wrap on another episode. Like always, if you did like this podcast, please, 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 if you could take two minutes of your time, please write a review on the Apple podcast app. It really, really does help support the podcast. Like always, you know how grateful I am for you guys being here and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.